guys, welcome back to another episode of Alimi Talks with your favorite host, Abdul. Today, we've got a software developer in the building. I'm really, really excited to chop this one up. We're gonna be covering all things tech-related, his career, how he got into the space, his ups and downs, his journey. And surprisingly enough, he actually studied mechanical engineering at university. So as we already know, guys, you know, the kind of careers we end up going into are not necessarily the things we studied at university. So this is a great example of that. And not only that as well, himself and a group, this gentleman and a group of other brothers run a podcast called 1124. So shout out to 1124 Podcast. They cover a range of topics. So definitely, definitely check them out. Their contact details will be down in the description box link below. And without further ado, let's get active. Hey, Kunle, how you doing, bro? What's good, man? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, thanks for coming that. on. Thanks for coming on. Um, just before we get started, um, mm. I just sort of want the um, audience to sort of, if you could give us a brief introduction on sure, sure. who you are, sure, sure. Um, what you do, sure. and yeah, we'll take it from there, really. Yeah, so my name's Kunle. Um, I'm, I'm a freelance software um, developer. Um, I've been doing that for like six years. Um, I, I love writing tech stuff and so you can find out on my blogs and my website so that's a lot of stuff I like to do because I'm very interested I've always from young I've always been nerdy and always interested in like tech and science yeah. and maths so I was able to like, do all of that and, and eventually find my way to programming so I, I do that I also love um, podcasting as well so I've got a podcast with my guys called 1124 podcast cheeky plug there definitely check that yeah, out guys so. link will be in, um, in the description box below yeah so yeah so it's me and my guys just current affairs music Apple Beats, it's just, yeah, just a couple of guys just having band on talking. And yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, yeah. Amazing. I feel like when, for me anyway, when, when people hear the word um, so, so software, because I know the word is becoming more digitalized now. Yeah. So I feel like you're in the right space right now. Yeah. Um, in layman's term, could you sort of just describe as simple as possible yeah. what a software yeah. um, engineer is? So obviously you have software everywhere, iPads, iPhone, yeah. um, obviously your computers, but there's also software in cars and uh, like um, airplanes. They have their digital yeah. software as well. So those are built by programmers, which are software developers. Okay. So yeah. So for me, I specialize in Android. So Android apps. Um, I did stuff. Um, not Apple. Not iOS. No, not yet. The funny <laughs> story is, yeah. The funny story is, that I when I initially got into when I started um, programming, I wanted to get into Apple, okay. into iOS and development. But the problem is, you need a Mac. And at that time, I couldn't oh, afford a Mac. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had I a see. Windows machine. So I, I was see. like, you know, I'll just do Android I development. Okay. But I was doing web as well. I was all over the place. I just wanted to learn something so that way I can do it. So I started off doing web. Then I managed to get a job um, as a web developer. Then if, on the side, while I was working on the side, I was learning Android because I already started and I was finding a huge so interest So you were self-taught? Self-taught, all self-taught. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, I can go back a bit further. When I started uni, Okay. Um, I was, you know how you are at that time, you were like 18, 17, you don't know what to do and whatnot. And I was really good at maths and science. I was like, okay, what can I do to incorporate all of this stuff? And I got into um, mechanical engineering. Um, first two years was like, was, was pretty cool, was theoretical, like lots of maths. And I, was, I excelled in that. So mm. I, was, I, was, I was able to remember formulas. I was able to manipulate numbers. I, I was good at that. And then, yeah, um, we, started, we started programming uh, in MATLAB. Okay. I was okay. rubbish at it, but okay. I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is really nice, isn't it? And um, and I started looking into it. Then I got into the world of tech, obviously with software. They need programmers. Yeah. To, they need to build the software. Yeah. And I, I had a small interest in it, but I never went into it. So third year came and I just gave up on uni. I was like, 
this mechanical engineering is not for me, man. Where, where, where would you? What was the um, the light bulb moment? When did when did it dawn in you in third year? Third like, year. What, what were you going through stuff that you realised you know what this is actually long? Because you could have had the same experience in second year. Yeah, I could have had the same. So same. why specifically that particular moment? I in think time, it was my say? dissertation that was like demotivating. Um, when you have it to write 10,000, 15,000 words and you don't enjoy you don't, it, thinking, don't enjoy why it. do I have to do Why am I spending my time doing this? And I was like, oh, this, this ain't for me. Then I was looking at career jobs because you're looking at, um, obviously, you're, you're on your family, you're thinking about the next yeah. stage of you. So I was thinking, like, do I want to do masters? Do I want to do careers? So I started doing, like, looking around the career and I was like, this does not interest me because you have to think about it, like, this could be the next 20, 30 years of your life, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. you have to be like, Absolutely. Can, I, can I really do this? And I was like, you know what? Um, no, <laughs> this is not for me. Like, <laughs> like, I think it was a case of like, if, you, you know, if you're in a Nigerian household, they normally tell you what you should do. Oh like, my God, quickly. Rather than... <laughs> my, my dad wanted me to do become a doctor of medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And similarly to you, it's just like, my first degree was in biomedical science okay, because okay. my A-level grades weren't particularly too great. Yes, yeah, So I was going to take the long route where you get a first degree in a medical related field yeah. and then apply for a graduate entry yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah. But again, I finished uni. I was just like, this is not. For, I don't even enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. thank God now today, I'm, I'm you know I work in property now, yeah. and I and I enjoy it. So again, like you said, mm. when, when you come from a um, African uh, traditional background, they yeah. tell you this is what so they want you yeah, to do, exactly. and you can't even say, but dad or mom, I want to do this. They're no. Like, no, there's no money in there. There's, there's no, no do this, this, and it's like the thing. I get it. They want to stay. That they believe that's what's going to give us a better future than what they had, what they were doing. So I understand that. But at the same time, times you kind have changed, of times man. have changed. Like yeah, for example, yourself, you're self-taught. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to go to uni. Yeah, I didn't have to. Like, but if I was to if I was to go back to eighteen year old or seventeen year old, couldn't I be like, tell your mom and dad that you're gonna be self-taught program. You ain't gonna go to uni. You know that. How, how would they take that? Like, <laughs> it's what? Rob, Robbie? Where you want to stay in this house? I want Robbie. And so, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So eventually, I was like, okay, you know what? So I did the. I was sort of doing a degree, yeah. obviously, to please them of and course. and. I just didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. At that time, I just did not know what to do. I had so many, I was like, I like maths, maybe I can be an accountant. I like um, um, computers, maybe I can do something in there, like hardware and all yeah. that stuff. But I was just like, oh, you know what, let's just do what mechanical engineering can do and just go with that. And yeah, so third year came, I was just like, this is just, I just gave up, this is not for me. So third year was that the, you know everyone says that first year is when they party the most. Yeah. For me, it was the reverse. Like third year is like when I started partying the most. I started, really? Yeah, at, I just gave up. At the was, finish line. At the finish line, I just gave up. That's risky. It's very bro. risky. Very. And uh, well, funny enough, we had an exam. Like one of the last exams I had, and like I got to the exam, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know the answer to none of this. I'm just gonna fail. Like so you were just winging it. I was just for like thirty minutes. I was just like, okay. Then I just gave up. I was like, you know what? Is what is in it. Like like that, that. That was like okay. I've given up. There's nothing. You're, you're just gonna say if if. Obviously, you came over to one. Yeah. Glory to God. If yeah. you didn't do well, what would you, how would your mum have taken that? Because knowing the African parents, they they value results yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when how I, would your mum have taken that? They would, they would have been very disappointed in me because already I'd, 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 I already had like terrible A level grades. Yeah. So I had to do a foundation year. Yeah. So that's extra money and whatnot. But obviously, this is the time. A time when, as well. This particular time. You must be qualified at this, this time. Yeah, yeah. At this stage, you're not getting any younger. So oh, too much pressure. Too much pressure. So. They would have been very disappointed. They mm. would have been like very pissed. Like, why did you go? You even went to Leicester to there. So we oh, just like. So how, how did your family take it when you told them, Mom, I don't want to use my degree or I don't want to actually. You know what? I sort of, an, I sort of like sold it to them. Like, you know, this degree lets me be this type of thing. Like yeah. this degree opens up opportunities. Like if you're an engineering 
If you have an engineering degree, you can, do, you can go into so many fields because of your, obviously your analytical, your, you're taught a bit of business, you're taught yeah. of, um, you're, you're good with numbers and all that. So the career opportunity is open, isn't it? I see. So I kind of use that to say, oh, maybe I can, mom, maybe this programming thing, I, I can do it. Because at the time I was already, I couldn't find no job. Like, I spent like 18 months my brother, looking for jobs. My brother, and it was just you difficult. On that it, it was tough. Was and you're so just here sitting there, bro. What kind of catch twenty two? What kind of catch twenty two is this? Where yeah. I'm sold the idea to go in order to um, increase my opportunity and prospects, yeah. get a degree. Yeah, I have the degree now, yeah. but I lack experience. Yeah, no one wants to give me even give even for me to get an interview, bro. Yeah, or, or respond to be shortlisted. Problem. Just see, un- unfortunately, you've been unsuccessful. So many emails. Sometimes that. they don't even respond, they don't bro. Respond, they're just like, like, you're not worth the time. I'm just uh, like, bro. So, so yeah. So pressure yeah, kicked that, in that, for me, man. Fam, that that time was very tough because obviously I didn't like the degree. I didn't like the uh, the job or the career prospect of the degree was giving me. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So I was at home. I before I went to uni, I was thinking like, this is the last time I'm ever going to work a retail job. Mm. I'm never have to do retail mm. again. I got humble. As soon as I graduated, I went back to retail, innit? Because my brother, my brother, oh my shame, bro. I, got, I, got I went humbled. to John Lewis. I, I went to John Lewis. I was Lewis. working in 02, so I was like, um, and like when I was working in 02, obviously, I don't want to be here. I'm demotivated. I, uh, I was getting emails of like, you're applying for jobs yeah. while you're working. Yeah. So I was, just, I was like, oh, this is long. But the good thing about 02, which I'm kind of grateful for, like, that time I was around mobile phones, isn't it? So I was always hey, playing with mobile phones. Really I, was, exposed. I was being exposed. I was like, I love the tech around it. I was, it was like, it was very good, like going to work because I was able to talk to people. Um, I met a couple of like when you're interviewing, when you're uh, doing a co- uh, customers' contracts and stuff like they they start talking to you because it takes a bit of time. So you get to know them, man. Some of them were programmers, some of them were engineers, and I was just getting inspired. And but the thing that really annoyed me most of the times when the customers like, so you got an engineering degree. Why are you here? I'm just like, bro, if it was that easy. If I knew, I would have been here. Well, that's a good question. But if I knew, I would have been here. I think the most annoying thing for me is where I'm around people Mm. who are not even as qualified as me. Yeah, yeah. But yet I'm quote on the same level as all the same. above you. It's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face. And I remember in O2, they had like a new area manager and um, he just came out of uni, like new area manager. And he just studied, studied drama. And my store manager was pissed off. He's like, I've been giving five years to six years to old two and I couldn't get the area manager. Yeah. Some guy that did drama, he's got the... And I mean, I was just thinking, is that me in five years? Would I be like... <laughs> go for <laughs> me, go for me. Wow. So I was like, oh my God. So I was still applying for jobs. Yeah. I was looking for jobs all over the place. And with engineering, it's very difficult to find jobs in London. You're normally mm. in like these remote places all over the place. Were you ready to, if the opportunity came, were you ready or prepared to, mentally to relocate if needs be? Should I tell you what, when that actually came to me was when I got an interview in Doncaster. Ooh, where's that? It's just somewhere in North. It's just, yeah, it's, I think it's just, it's, it's after Sheffield or wherever. Okay, yeah, that's And it, it, it was, I went there and I was like, I was just, I was on a train journey there. I was just to just see bare grass. So I went to the <laughs> town centre. Probably one of the only few black people as well. Black people there, so I was like, oh, I don't Shalom. know if I'm going to be able to relate. But, so I went to then once I got to the town centre, I had to take a bus. Uh, I took a cab actually to to the hotel I was staying at, and the hotel and the interview was like five minutes apart. That's okay. so that's the reason why I chose that hotel. So I was just looking at like, I was just deep in that night in the hotel. I was like, this is my life, you know, like. I've been scammed. I've been scammed. This is like me looking at the future. I was like, so, okay. I went to the interview and again, the whole building, you know, it's it's, it's annoying, but 
it's good. It's reassuring when you see people like you in a, in a company. Mm. But I didn't mm. see no one like me. Yeah. So no one's going to understand my experience. No one's going to understand my confusion. What they I want. can't relate with you. Yeah, so the interview, obviously the interview went terrible. It was like, yeah. You can just tell I was not motivated for it and whatnot. So I went back to the hotel and I was like, damn, this is long, bro. Like, this is, eventually, if I want a, a graduate engineering job, I'm going to have to be in these type of places, isn't it? Because London... It's highly competitive as well. 100%. There's little companies in London. They all like to be in like factories and all of that stuff. So I was like, And they're more looking for people who, are, who have the experience. Who have the experience. Yeah, they have the time well. or the resources or the to hire yeah. um, training staff to teach people. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's already against me. So I was just like, you know what, whatever. Then you're black as well. And I'm black as well. Yeah. It's, it is, it is, it is. Bro, I had it's... interviewed the, a few days ago. Yeah. Um, I got interviewed by a white lady. Yeah. You know, but it's just her body language. It was virtual. Anyway. Mm. I could just see in her face and demean. Like she's asking me questions and I'm here thinking I'm giving good answers. Her yeah. face was not impressed. Yeah, at all. Yeah. I already knew yeah. I was not getting that. And funny enough, I got an email saying, you're on success. I was like, well, I already knew because you could just, you, you know, know when you get those emails after those type of interview, you're sort of happy. You'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I just didn't want this. It's yeah. not for me. If I'd got it, I would have been upset because I'd be like, the what do I do is next? They don't even give you feedback. Bro. Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's a big issue. That is true. Because that how, is you true. To, how you meant to progress get if you better. get better? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, so then I had the interview in Bristol. I had interview. Oh, I was just like, you've been all you travel. I travel because I, I, it was to get to a point like I just wanted to leave retail. Like mm. this ain't for me. If I stay here, then a year's gonna go. The next set of graduates are gonna come in. It's gonna be more difficult for me. Then I was like, you know, I, was just, I, I was just like, my mom could see that I was trying. That they could see that I was looking mm. for, them, but nothing was going coming. for me. Like yeah. I tried to talk to people and all that, but at the same time, a part of me was a bit happy. Like this, I don't want to do this. Like. So during that time, in, obviously I was, um, I was in working auto, I was playing with mobiles and whatnot. Then I started looking into tech, I started looking into programming. Then that programming light bulb that came to me in uni, I was like, you know what? Let me just give this programming thing a try. Let me just start programming, learn how to code. And I did that and I was enjoying it. Um, I was also doing other things because I was like, I was learning how to invest as well and all of that stuff. Like, but it wasn't, it wasn't, there was nothing much. I was just trying to get away to see what I can do. Yeah. Um, I, I looked into masters and whatnot, but the one thing that stuck was program. I was learning, teaching myself how to code. And then come January, um, the store O2 had to close down, so they had to let me go. So I was like made redundant. Okay. Looking back, I actually I was not upset at all. I was very happy. I was like, okay, now that I've got a bit of money, not much, and I'm gonna get redundancy money. Let me use that time to study and really improve my in, yeah. CV and what that. So from January when it closed to October, I, I was living off the redundancy money. Then after two months, the redundancy money was like 100 pounds, 200 pounds. It was not much. What year was this, bro? It was 2014. 2014. 2014. Ooh, yeah. I just, I was just starting uni. Yeah. Try. Mads made me look old. <laughs> Mads made me look old. Safe, bro. I need to hear that, man. Mads Sorry, like, I'm old. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. So it was 2014, yeah. from January to October, like I was applying for CV, I, I was applying for jobs, I was learning how to code and whatnot. And, I was broke, like the honesty money ended. I was, Been I was there, bro. broke, oh, broke. Yeah. I had to miss my boy's 21st birthday because I just didn't have the money. I mm. was like, I can't do this. Mm. I remember I went to church and I, you know, they have to give offering or that. I couldn't, couldn't. I was giving pennies in it. Then mm. my boy, my boy that came to church and he was like, don't worry, man, God will bless you. And I was like, I hope so. God, <laughs> yeah, God's perfect, yeah. The thing is for us, I think for us black guys as well, is that um, we need to be doing something, need to like mm. working, we need to be showing mm. that we can provide, you know, so. It has a mental effect on you. Like looking back on it, I was probably like, it was just, it was hard. I was just like, mm. 
I was, and you get kind of pressure from family, family as, well. as well. And obviously, if you're ambitious as well, it's yeah. just like, bro, I, I should need to be doing more. You need to be doing more, something. Man. And I remember, like, at that time, I was taking my little brother to school and whatnot, and people looked like, what are you doing? What's going on? I had one auntie saying, like, do you want to work in a factory and all of that? I was like, bro, I did a degree and you're telling me to go and work in a factory. It's like, it was very and, tough. And, and, and the thing that's bothering me, Quinn, is like, you know, when you hear, when you hear certain professions, you just think, you know, it's in, it's in a league of its own. Yeah, yeah. Bro, engineering's up there with medicine and yeah, law. Yeah, so yeah. So it's quite shocking to hear that you have an engineering degree yeah, and still... Yeah, struggling. It's, it's, it's still it's, struggling. It's still struggling. Some of the people I worked with, like the white people, they, they were able to get because they had family members that or their dad plugged them in yeah exactly none of us really as they say it's not what you know but you know yeah so it was like so so yeah so that time rejections rejection even like programming jobs and rejection they were saying like you don't have to experience and whatnot i was like okay then i had one interviewed one um company like a startup company and i met the owner and he didn't really ask me technical questions. He just he just, just talked to me, and mm. he liked my ambition. Like I showed him that web app that I was building, terrible code, terrible application that I built for him. But he was like, "Oh, I like that. You learned that by yourself." I'm like, yeah, yeah. And that's really impressive. Yeah. The fact so that you taught yourself. That, that's why. So I, when, when I'm speaking to people that want to learn, especially black people that want to get into tech, I'd be like, just focus on a por- building a portfolio because that is so important, and it can outweigh some people their degree because mm. you learn so much. You're experimenting and. It shows drive and desire to them future your future employees player and like so he liked that and he just took me on like i was like i i just thank god i remember when i got my first salary i cried i was like bruv because that whole year bless you bro bless <laughs> you bro you, no, no, you deserve it bro so i was like I was, I was broke broke yeah. like it was different bro but yeah i got the job the, the, the job itself wasn't paying well, but it was just just the fact that you I have something a st- like yeah. a stable ground now. Yeah, I was like, okay, now I've, I, it looks like I've got a career now, and so I, I just continued working with them. I was very grateful to that company. I was able to meet friends and network, uh, and yeah, network people, yeah. and obviously look at people who are senior and they were, they were, I think with the tech industry, because it's a bit at a time in anyway, I think actually now as well, like it's different from traditional like um, blue collar jobs and all of that stuff, like. I feel like there's there's people that are more open minds, like mm. they're more willing to take younger people on and mm. teach them. Because we're the future, man. Yeah, we're the, the future. Yeah, especially in the like future. tech as well. Yeah. And like, yeah, so I was able to network with people, and ever since then, glory to be to God that my career has been progressing. Oh, yeah. That's it, man. I see. I, like, again, I feel like it's just a. I think it's just a testament of faith. As I don't know how the saying goes, like if you're faithful when you have little, yeah. you'll be blessed with more. more yeah, so yeah. I think that because if you can't handle the little, how are you gonna handle, handle the, yeah, handle when the it more? comes? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's that's amazing. I love it. So, so now you're in. Uh, so you're a software um, developer. Yeah. Developer now. So for someone out there who wants to, because you said you're self-taught. Yeah. What is the process of actually teaching oneself? Like, yeah. what, what kind of where can I find resources, for example? Yeah. It's, it's, in the beginning, it was like, it was a bit weird because there's so many things going on in software. Like you can learn Python, you can learn JavaScript, you can learn Java, you can learn um, C or C plus or whatever. And um, for me, I was like, okay, let me just try and see where I can find the, the basics of web. So I used to just download like eBooks. At the time they were free. Mm. So I used to just read through eBooks. I look online, YouTube had loads of tutorial back then on um, software because now there's 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 a lot there's a great push towards courses and all that stuff i always tell people like don't worry that learn the basics first and then try build a portfolio like you can get a lot of free material and you'll be good enough like Mm. 
and the great thing about the internet, you can learn a lot of things. For free. For free. And mm. like, you can find a lot of resources for free, follow bloggers and whatnot. And yeah, that's how I was able to do it. And then once I got into the industry, like once I got like a, I wasn't a, even a junior, I was like a trainee. Okay. Then I was able to see, okay, I need to learn. So there's other stuff that you need to learn. You need to have good people skills as well, because you need to talk to people. You need to talk to designers as well, how to, yeah. how you, how you can build a certain application, how, to, how you can design it from to have what they want yeah so you need to have good people skills and just need to understand that you have to learn i think that's another thing i i like about being a program is that i have to learn every day it's always something new that i have to learn so that's another thing and it's, it's motivating as well because like when you're when you're like in retail and you're in shop floor it's repetitive yes and that's another thing that that really got to me i like i felt like i wasn't learning you don't think you're not tasking your brain because yeah. you, you kind of know the procedures yeah so it's just like, like become a robot and it's like, i'm losing brain cells here yeah i was just like oh, it's not for me yeah and, but um, yeah, so if if you want to do it, just just pick pick. Obviously, so many you can learn iOS development, so learn how to build for um, iPhones or Android. Learn to build for um, Android phones, or you can learn the web and web itself's got so many technologies. So you just have to pick pick a programming niche, language, like a like a program niche. Yeah, web. Okay. No, no. So web is like there's so many ways you can build a website. You okay, can do, you can use Django, you can use JavaScript. There's so many ways to do it. Or, so with web, so yeah, so just pick. So I'd say so just pick a programming language first. And just learn from there. Then once you learn that programming language, most of the time you learn, okay, with this programming language, I can build a game, I can build a website, I can build an mm, app. And then okay. you then once you've got that programming language, yeah. that base is there, then you can say, okay, I like games, let me build games. I like website, let me build website. And just continue pushing from I there. See. And once you get comfortable, just just build up um, a portfolio of, of your work. Even if it's terrible. My first project was, was rubbish. It was like really bad. I look at the code, I'm like, man, I don't mm. know what I was doing. But um so, so the, sorry to cut you off. So then how do you sort of showcase it to like, potential, like you said, someone mm. saw that I took a chance on you. Yes, and look so, where you are today. Yes. So let's say someone's now done the groundwork, like you said, yeah. built the uh, portfolio. Now, the next step, uh, how do I showcase that to get someone to give me a yeah, chance? To, you know, look at me, you know. Yeah. What, um, apply for the jobs as well. Um, but once you get to that interview, show them your work, either through your phone or you just go to the website if you have it up, or you can run your website locally and just show them, or you can run your app locally and just show them. So you just run it off your phone. Okay. And then they'll be able to see, okay, yeah. So that way you can, they can see that you're learning. You've got a desire to learn. Because it's very easy to go to interview that, yeah, I'm learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And they'll be like, okay. okay where's where the tangible? It? Where, where <laughs> yeah, is it? Show us. So if, if you can, there's lots of resources on how to um, host a website. So all the stuff that you've built, you can just host it on the site. So you can actually go to the interview like, this is what I've built. Um, go on LinkedIn, start blogging all the stuff you've done. Even if it's not good, just start blogging your stuff. You start gaining a little following as well and people will see, okay. And recruiters will see that as well so they can be able to push you forward. And also they can help you to how to improve your CV as well, which mm. you do need as well. Okay. And um, obviously have a nice following on Twitter so that can help, a nice technical following that will expose you to stuff. People More can, Twitter than Instagram or? If you can do both. Some people can, some people are better at Instagram, some people okay. are better at, Insta, is, um, at Twitter. It's really up to you, but just get your work out there. Even if it's not good, I'm telling you, it does a lot for you, for you personally. You need to, yeah. Sometimes when you're working, you need to think yourself as a brand. Yeah, so, 100%. So you just have to... I'm glad you mentioned that because now I, I believe you're a freelancer now. Yeah, so yeah. you kind of sort of work for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I work for, so for clients. talk us through how you made that jump from where you were working for a company and you yeah. decided, you know what, it's time for me, Quinley, to you know, go solo. So, talk us through that the decision process. So when I was working in Telegraph, I was working, so I was working on the Telegraph mobile app. So when I was working there, my, my, I had a really good manager who, who used to tell me, like, you need to push yourself, like, Go out there, expose yourself, do this, do that. And 
that sort of helped. I was still scared. I was like, because at that time I was only like, I only had like three years experience or three, four years experience. Mm. I was still like a bit scared. I was like, I don't know that much. I don't know if people are going to hire me or what. But he was like, just go and go for it. And worst comes to worst, just go back to a permanent job, isn't it? And then, so at that mindset, I was like, yeah. And then also my my circle, my tech friends as well, they were doing um, contracting as well. So and you kind of see time, you can I, see real life as well. Yeah, I can see people were doing I it. See, and they were I also see. telling me, just do it, man. Just see what happens, isn't it? So mm. I left Telegraph um, and then um, I just started looking for contracting work. And also I did a talk as well in Telegraph before I left. And that exposed me to oh, different clients as well. Even the last client I worked with, the CTO, he told me about my talk. And that time, the talk was like two, three years ago. Yeah. And he remembered, he's like, you need to do more talks and stuff. So, mm. yes, yeah, so it's back to what I was saying, like, getting yourself out there, it really helps. And so I said, I decided to, okay, I'll leave Telegraph. Then within like a week, I got my first client. Sheesh. And I was like, How okay. did that feel? I was like, oh, okay, right. I kind of undersold myself for like in terms of the day rate and whatnot. Yeah. But you learn from it now. I learned from yeah, it. Yeah, now and, you know your worth. Yeah, and and like I said, it's going to, back to what I was saying. You sort of build your brand around like. So mm. I was blogging more. I was trying to talk to people more. Like even if I'm with a client, I try and do like a talk to, to like show them this is what I've done and all of that stuff. So just to get myself out there. So yeah, luckily enough, I was able to start, and I just kept on going from there, and it's just been good. Damn, damn. So now, so, <clears throat> so what would you say is the big difference aside from? obviously working for yourself mm. what's the big difference between like working still doing the same role but working yeah. for a company and being a freelancer i don't think there's personally i don't think there's that much difference why i say that is like you're, you're still you still have to learn because you you can get to a, i think the perception of a freelancer is that they know everything mm. but you don't really you once you get to the role you, you still learn you you can make mistakes as well um there's, there's a little bit more pressure because there's an expect there's a bit more expectation. Yeah. Like if you're a perm, they're, they're more likely to be relaxed on you. They'll be yeah. like, okay, you made a mistake, we can look after that. Yeah. But if you're a contractor, they'll be like, okay, we, we have like a certain level. Mm. But apart from that, you still work in a team. You still, you still report to someone that you can talk to that okay. can say, okay, maybe don't write this code like this, do it like this mm. way. Or, or you can talk to a designer and be like, and you can say, oh, Maybe you can not do it like that. I've seen, I've worked at our company before and they did like this. Maybe you want to go for there. So for, for that sort of design. So yeah, it's, it's it's not that much difference, but there's a little bit more expectation and it's nothing you should be scared for, okay. like scared of because you can still work and you still have to learn on the job anyway. So, yeah. so, so as, a free, as a freelancer, you kind of sort of like, you know, go, go on your, your own pace at your own time. So yeah. do you have anyone you kind of lean on for maybe advice or maybe direction because obviously when you work in a company you just got to senior manager yeah. blah, blah, blah. now that you're a freelancer it's kind of like so, Sometimes so you do you kind of have out. someone you kind of like or like a, maybe a, a small team of people you kind of lean on or liaise for advice and stuff yeah you still have to you still have to do that regardless even if you're a freelancer you still okay. have to talk to the person you're putting your work to and be like oh, do you like this way do you like that or you talk to the team because one thing i've noticed is that when i'm working for this these like these clients they have they already have a code base that they've been working on for years before i came there okay. before anyone came there so to try and change it would could have a knock-on effect to the business and mm. it could delay things so you sort of have to like build based on that code base and like try not to change so you have, still have to talk to people like why was it done like this way and they'll tell you why and then you'll be like, okay i can add this sort of solution while sort of refactoring and changing a bit of the code but yeah so it's just understanding like your team as well, so you can that way you can bounce off ideas mm. and without being without being too imposing or intrusive or yeah. intrusive. Yeah. Like okay, guys, okay, let, I'll do it like this way because I this, see. Works, this I, is what works for you guys. I see, I see. And um, also in terms of um, sort of being a freelancer, you're kind of technically running a business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
obviously, from what I've gathered from so far, you didn't sort of study business or have any business experience. No, no. So I'm assuming you're learning on yeah, the I've job. Learned, yeah, so what were the kind of the sort of the first struggles you experienced as a freelancer? Yeah, so, so back to when I got my first client, at the time I didn't have a company or whatnot. I didn't know what to do or whatnot. So I, I, my, my boy introduced me to um, an accountancy firm that they can like register your business and all do that at mm. a small price. Mm. And because I was starting a uh, client work in one week, I was thinking I might lose this client contract. So I was like, okay, let me just get them to do it and they set me up or yeah. whatnot. But looking back on it, you can really set up a business, register yourself, your business yourself. House. Yeah, yeah, just go to company's house and do it yourself. And um, yes, yeah, so I've learned that. Um, obviously, I've learned to keep on top of my, I'm a lot more money conscious about my money. Oh, very important. Yeah, money yes, management. Money very management. Important. As is, yeah, as Especially in the black community. Yeah, so I've had to learn how to manage my money. Um, I've had to learn how to, I had to grow my business as well because sometimes I, before I was a bit shy to tell people that I'm a programmer, uh, I do this and do that. But now I have to because it attracts clients yep. and it attracts future work. Yep. And the fact that some people saw my talks or future clients saw my talk, it made me realize, okay, I need to treat myself as a brand and try and get exactly. myself out there, exactly. which I'm still learning to do. Yeah. It's only recently I, I've set a company Instagram account, Echo Tech Apps, follow that. Shout out guys, will uh, be in the description. So I've, 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 I've only learned to start posting more on that and trying to just get myself out there so people know this is what I do. And this is, because some people look at me and be like, why do you have, to, you look like you're doing well for yourself. Mm. What is it that you do? And I'm mm. just like, mm. but now I just realize you have to. Because have to when you're educating people in our community yeah. as well, and like the one thing I didn't really have is someone that looked like me that can actually tell me what, what the yeah. tech industry is like. So I'm happy to just like help people and give advice and, how, what they can do and maneuver. I always talk to like people trying to get into tech. I'm just like, okay, this is what you need to do. You can do X, Y, Z, try X. If you're within a company, try and see if, you, if they let you in the tech department. Because some mm. companies, they prefer like hiring yeah. within than yeah, paying money. 100%. So you can, there's all sorts of 100%. things you can do, yeah. And, and, as, a, and as, a, as you're essentially running a business, um, what, what are your way, what's like, in, what's your marketing strategy like in terms of how yeah. you, do you find that figure out that you have to maybe go out there and procure your clients or more time are they more coming to you? So I feel like when you're starting off, usually you'd be the one going yeah. to try and get the clients. But after, some, after a certain point, they start coming to you, especially yeah. your return clients as well. Yes, yeah, I've had a couple of return clients, which has been good. Um, it's a case of like, yeah, like, I think using LinkedIn a lot, talking to people, even like recruiters that talk to you, like, you know, they always like spam you yeah. emails and stuff like that. Talk to them. Because they, they, they know a lot of business people. and yeah, contacts. Yeah. They, they've got contacts as well, and that would be very helpful. So always try and be, they can be annoying, but you have to try and be respectful. Because at the end, they, they're using you for their game, but you can use them for your game as well. Transaction, so, exactly. Yeah. So mm. you talk to them, you talk to businesses, um, have a business card as well, which you just give to people as well, just to talk. And you never know who your next client could be. It could be someone from church. I've had, I've had um, like people who's like, they yeah. want to build an app and they'll just come to me. So I'll talk to them. Um, yeah, just just let people know what you're doing and then you can find clients as well. And also you as well look for clients mm. as well. Mm. I guess it once you're at levels a lot easier, don't you don't have to look as exactly. much. Exactly. People just come in. They already know the brand, they know what you've done. Yeah, they know what you've and, done. Like your work speaks for itself. And do you kind of document your work as well? Because I feel like you're kind of building your portfolio. So maybe when you're trying to reach out to big, big, big clients, yeah. this is what I've done. This is the feedback, etc. Et yeah, for sure. Like I 
is out. You're on, like you're on LinkedIn, you know you've got recommendation. Yes. So you have to, t- it's, it's, it's hard, but you have to tell your client can you please leave a yes. recommendation yes. for me so people can see yeah. that I'm actually good. So stuff like that is actually good. Because when I'm, outs- when I'm trying to outsource stuff, because I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not technical in that aspect, for yeah. example. I don't know if you heard of an um, app called Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah. yeah so when, exactly. So when I need stuff done, before I message any, any um, freelance, I look at their, yeah, their past works. Yeah their feedbacks, yeah. and just general, just and then I mean ratings or stars they get, because mm. I know that, you know, ex- their work will speak for itself. So they yeah, don't yeah. need to sell their services to me, I'm going to them. So you're going to them, You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, like you said, I feel like the recommendation is very, very yeah, important. Yeah, so very important. And like, yeah, try and, try, and do, try and do side projects as well. Even if you don't release them, you can still like display them through a blog, saying, okay, I did this, I did that, I didn't, I didn't release it, but this is what I've done. Um, there's a, I don't know if you know GitHub, but this is where people can upload their code. Sounds so familiar. Yeah, if you're in the text world, you know yeah. what GitHub is. So have your work there as well, yeah. so people can look at your code, they can mm. download it and play around with it. Um, but yeah, that's it's just about like showing off your work. So I, I think it was like the year before, no, last year, I, I finally released my own personal site, engineerconley.com. And that's where you can find my blogs, you can find the, like my apps that I've done. Yeah. Um, the clients that I've worked with and stuff like that. So it's it's very useful to have stuff like that. Have a, like a nice social online presence. It's amazing. Um, as we all know, what's happened? What happened last year with the yeah. pandemic and everything? Would you say you know you've been in this sort of tech space? Would you say you've seen a, a high influx of um, people coming into the space now? Because I feel like the the, the lockdown or the pandemic has shown the importance of um, technology. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. you're doing online meetings, online yeah. interviews, online learning, online working, yeah, yeah. you know. So I feel like the space you're in right now is is you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So yeah. Would you, have you seen a lot of people trying to get a piece of that pie? Oh, for sure. I've seen a lot of people trying to learn how to code. A lot of people trying to learn how to design, which is good, you know. But at the same time, you need to understand that it's hard work. Like any profession, you need to put in hours and it's it's you need to have that passion as well like it's all good chasing the money yeah. but if you genuinely don't like it it will, mm. it will show and yeah. you won't progress as quickly because you don't like it if you do like it you're more likely to progress in that field but yeah we've seen a lot of people come in and like some people talk to me that they want to learn to code and whatnot I'd be like okay yeah you just put it do, try to try this and see how you get on but yeah it's, would you say the market saturated or nowhere near at the moment do you know what it is yeah, what i think like um the entry level might be a bit higher now than when i started you know because i've some people that I'm like, not, I wouldn't say mentoring, but I'm trying to help them get into tech. Like I see some of the tech stuff that they have to do to enter. I'm just like, bro, I didn't have to do that. Like if I had to do that at, mm. at that, my level 2014, I would not have got a job. I feel like you got it early. Yeah, I, I, I think when I got it just in before. Ba- baby so, Cause yeah, I think Uber into that came out in 2010. Mm. So you only got in four years later. So mm. it was still quite a new space. But right now I feel like it's just there's a higher entry there's still there's still like loads of jobs and and we're in an age where everything we need software everything even the camera yeah. needs the software so yeah. like you need a program to actually program that software mm. obviously your iphone as well and yeah it's 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 i don't see the the job market like going down or being reduced or anything but i think there's like so many there'll be more opportunities like obviously with ai and machine learning yeah that's another space people can get in like if if someone if if uh, uh, someone comes to me and they want to learn how to program, I'll say, you know what? If if you really want to secure your career and secure your future, be a be a data scientist, like learn mm. Python, learn how to okay. crunch numbers, because they within two okay. three years they can possibly earn the six figures. Yeah, because that field is difficult. Because a big company will look to reward, hire you. The reward is great. 
Mm. I feel like you get paid for your for your time because although you may have spent, uh, although you may, I think I read a quote somewhere saying, if I do a job in ten minutes mm. and you're still paying me whatever amount, it might be a crazy amount. You're not paying me for that. You're not paying me for the time I've spent mm. doing the work. Because all the years I've yeah. put in the work, and it's so true because, yeah, sure. like you just said, a data scientist, it takes on a lot of work. Yeah. But once you become the best, like people want you. Oh, yeah, yeah, so for sure. my next question is, Quinn, how do you deal with like, because again, you're a business, how do you deal with competitors or, co- or competition? Um, uh, or would you say it's not that much in the tech space because no, it's a high if I, demand? Like if I want to win a client or something, then there's going to be other guys that will come in. Yeah. I think sometimes where I, I sort of excel is like, I think I've got good people skills and I can talk to a client, I can yeah. have a good conversation with them. And I guess I'm not going to say I'm the most the best programmer. Yeah. I'm okay programming. Um, I let other people like speak for my programming skills and whatnot. But I can talk to the CTO. I can have a good relationship with the team. Um, I'm 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 not argumentative with people. Like, but I'll listen to your ideas and I'll be like, okay, this is my feedback and whatnot. And just yeah. Have that mutual feeling. I feel like my people skills always help me to win against other people. Because yeah. I feel like it's not always it's not always like the the technical aspect, but it's like I have to kind of like you, or yeah, I can yeah. feel like I can relate with you. Yeah, because the one for the companies, they, don't, they, they, we call them rockstar developers. They don't really want that because a rockstar developer is someone who just sits on his own hmm. and just gives you the work. And hmm. you'd be like the, the the product team and the product manager would be like, okay, what have you done? Like explain this, and and they don't have that skills to translate, hmm. and it can get frustrating because they have to then try the product manager has to then trans, translate what you've done to the senior people yeah. and be a problem. they're probably not as technical yeah, as, so they're probably like, going to simplify it but yeah, that's so, so that's why you need good people and also you need to work within a team as well because like I said you'd be working with designers um, testers you need to be able to communicate with them you don't want to create like any friction because it, it damages the business absolutely, absolutely. So I think that's where I've sort of been able to do yeah. well with, against competitions yeah so what, what what's kind of next or what in terms of further down the line for you know calling the software developer? Yeah, so um obviously I'm trying to grow my social presence. Um I've got like apps that I'm working on that I'm gonna um wanna finish soon and release. Um and then um I wanna do a newsletter as well, which is like because I, I read a lot of text articles, I've watched a lot of tech documentaries, and I feel like I can give that to people. Yeah. Like when people wanna buy a phone, they come to me, they ask, Oh, what's the latest phone? What can ah, I do? To so I feel like I can yeah have that in some sort of te- um, newsletter and give out to people. So that'll be one of my next things I'm doing, um, like a curated newsletter yeah. type of thing. Um, and also I'll, I'll talk to all my tech friends if there's any like SaaS company they want to build. What's a SaaS so company? Serv- um, software as a service. Okay, okay, so okay, okay. Be, obviously, I'm not sure if you go on YouTube, you see that monday.com, you see all these like, so basically a business online that people can use. So, you've got, so right. um, I don't know if you're familiar with this um, like, like Jira or um, all these like product tools that people use yeah. online. Okay. Like you can learn how to build them on, okay. or build something like Uber, all these, there's these type of software. Um, um, so companies. that's the kind of space you're looking to at Yeah, so if, if we can find like a service that we can provide to people, it can be something as simple as um, um, like, um, I don't know, a, a, a website where if you like Star Wars, you can go and meet there. Like we create that website and ah. people can come pay and they can do this. Okay. Or, it can, there's so much. The software as a service is really big. There's so much yeah. stuff, and it's it's very it's very like compared to traditional business, very simple to do. All you do is just need a website, and and it provides a service to people who want to use it, right? Okay. So okay. yeah, so stuff like that. So me and my I've got me and my friends. We're trying to learn how to 
how what we can know, trying to find ideas what we can do. Mm. But I'm always in, I'm someone I said, if I can't find an idea, I can just copy an idea and just add my own twist to it. That's an, uh, as long as you like the product. I've always said this, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, bro. You, don't have you just to have to work smart. Wheel. Like yes, exactly. they're wearing the blueprints there. Just innovate. Just innovate. Just innovate. Add the little things here and there that you can do. Um, but yeah, that'd be something I can do. Or maybe um, provide a service or software for a business that can help manage the HR, yeah. HR system, make it a bit, make it a bit all automated so it's easy for them and they'll just have to pay like a monthly fee. Um, yes, or something like that. Add, yes, that's, that'll be probably my next phase because as much as I don't, who knows what the future could bring, but I wouldn't want to like, all go back to Perm. I would like to stay in this space. So, yeah. so I'm always trying to see what's out there, what I can jump on, especially in tech, because I've got the skills. Translate that into a business, a fully business that I can do. I feel like anything to do with tech, you just have to be in it. I feel the drive, the key word is innovation. Yeah, yeah. You always have to be innovating. Yeah, or if no, you can't be innovative, you do something that's already there and mm. just add your yeah, own twist. Yeah. Now, if when Google came out, there was already so many search engines in it, but Google so what, would you, what would you say this thing, what made it, what put them in their own lane? Because now, bro, when, I, when I'm thinking to search, I think straight Google. Google. I'm not thinking Yahoo, search bar, Bing, mm. or MSN, wow. all of that, it's straight Google. I think it's because the way First of all, Google's an advertising company, isn't it? At first, yes. isn't it? So they know how to get people to look at Google, look yeah. for Google. And I think that's where they were able to excel. And that's what everyone was able to be like, okay, like, I need to use Google as a search engine. Because, yeah, that's what they, they first and foremost, Google's an ad company and okay. a big ass company. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's free. That's, so if you find your own, if you find a product that you like, if you see a, a problem in a company like HR issues or, um, like Slack, Slack's another software as a soft, uh, software as a service. You know what Slack is? It's like a, it's a Again, messaging, I've heard of it, messaging but, chat app. Yeah. So you can use that. Um, that that's mainly used for like in, for like companies, but people okay. do use it in communities as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many stuff. There's I know people that are making websites for um, for like video games communities, like where they can like um, stream online stuff. You got Twitch as yep, well. So Twitch, I know about there's Twitch, so yep. many there's so many software you could be building to. Yeah. To, to target a specific community and to solve a small problem. And okay. you can make a decent profit out of it, yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So bro, I just want to switch gears now. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys have got, a, you and a group of your friends have got yeah. a podcast. 1124. Shout podcast. out to 1124. Um, what platforms can the audience find you guys so on? You can, I was, can you say the details? We're on YouTube and we're on Instagram, we're on Spotify. I can send the link to you out there so you can cool. find us. Cool, amazing, there. amazing. So I, I want to, I wanna, so when I first, because I've I watched some of your content, when I first came across your your podcast, the name kind of kind of struck to me, 1124. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. But it just wasn't big. How did you guys come up with that name? It's a funny story. It was like, this is like after we graduated, like this like 2013, 2014 time. And you know the group chat is a bunch of guys who yeah. just drop video, uh, yeah. drop images of uh, models and whatnot. And they'd be like, oh, she's buff, she's this and that. So one of my guys, he did it around 1124 in the morning. <laughs> and we were just like, brother, rest, man. Like, rest. It's early, bro. It's too early, bro. <laughs> I was like, fam, you had breakfast here, like, chill. Yeah. And obviously this time, when you're, when you're just left, left uni, you have insomnia, so you have, yeah. you're sleeping at dumb times and waking mm, up. So 11.24 mm, mm. is like very early for okay. us back then. And yeah, we've just been cracking jokes on him for that. And then we just stuck with yeah, him. Of it. And then we'd just be like, every time someone drops a, a post of a model or whatever, we'd be like, oh, 11.24. 11, and so then it became a thing. We done that in our group. Then when we started a podcast, we're looking for a name, which is like 11.24. And... It just no it's stuck and it worked. No so how many of you guys are, are on the team then? So it's let me count. So it's, mm, it's five of us, including yourself. Including myself, yeah. Okay. Five of us. So 
First of all, what, what what kind of topic do you guys cover on your podcast? We do everything, like current affairs, um, things that's going on, relationship. Um, we did a bit of career. We tried to, in the beginning, we tried to experiment a lot of stuff. We tried to, we even tried to do a football one, which wasn't really popular, so we just dropped it. But yeah, one thing that we noticed that started to work is the Afrobeat stuff. I think mm. that's that's probably going to be our market, like, okay. and just talk about that a bit more. And yeah, but again, it's. What I like about it personally, forget the stats and all that, it's just the fact that I'm spending time with my guys, just crack jokes. Just having normal conversation. Just normal conversation yeah. and just see where it goes. Amazing. Um, and I, again, one of the most recent videos I watched was you guys had my logo. Yeah, on, shout out my logo. Man. Shout out to Vlog, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Oh, that's mad. Nice, I love his music, same you know, man, I was born in Nige, so when, you know, when people come really on. come on, bro. Nigeria, all day, all So when he releases his music, like I said, I get, I get Motherland vibes, yeah, you know, yeah, the instrumentals, yeah, yeah. the vocals, yeah. it's when he's speaking Yoruba, so <laughs> clearly. So it's just a case of where, um, how, first of all, how did you guys manage to get him on? Like, so, who had the contact? Shout out Richard, one of the guys on the 1124 podcast, he was, he was in contact with Mologo and he just sent Mologo a DM and Mologo was just like, he was up for it. Literally like, no, no issue, nothing. Oh, wow. was like, yeah, I'll okay. do it. Like, he's, okay. he's a genuine guy. Like, so, was, it, was there any payment involved? They just, nah, just, just a favour? just did it, just did it for favour. And like, we were just like, wow, that's big for us. Yeah. And obviously with me, just like you, you when you're Nigerian, you see someone, especially Yoruba, they're mm. doing successful mm. things, mm. You're, you're hyped. And mm. yeah, it was nice to have him. Like some of the stuff he's, he's, he's not known for that, like the song, I didn't know you. He wrote songs mm, for big artists. Likewise. And when he was dropping it, I was like, well, okay, this guy deserves, he deserves his yeah, roses, man. But like... So what would you say was the biggest um, takeaway you guys gained from that experience having him on the pod? I think that pod was... Um, yeah, sometimes that the good guys can't be like, they can't be first, didn't they? Because mm. he's genuinely a good, good guy. guy yeah. You can see like... Clean-hearted, man. Clean-hearted. Like, bad, bone like, not bad bone in his body. Nah, and he was just, the fact that he just jumped on, we're not even big like that, like, and he just, he just did it. Um, uh, work hard as well. Like people would doubt you no matter what, but you just have to continue working. Yeah. And always remember where you, who you are. Yeah. So like where you come from, like the people around you and stuff like that. And it was just, yeah, that's the that's the take where I got away from him, man. Amazing, amazing. So you you said there are five of you guys on the pod. Yeah. So how how does it work in terms of roles? Do you guys sort of delegate roles yeah, in terms yeah. so of we who have, is responsible for what? Yeah, so we have like I'm tend to be the one that tells, okay guys, let's record on this day. Yeah. Who's available? I you're available, I let's go. Um I'll talk to one of the guys that we record in his house and be like, oh, is it free for us to record yeah. on that day? And that then we've got my boy Andrew who he's used to, to use audacity and he does, he does all the editing and all okay. that stuff. He's mad talented. And, and he sometimes does the, the graphics as well. And all of us come together with topic ideas. I'm like, okay, we might talk about this topic. Is this topic going to be relevant by the time we release it? Yeah. Or we'll just come up with a random topic and blah. Like, okay, or we might have a guest like Mologa and just have him on. Because yeah. we have other guests as well. Not as like superstar Mologa, yeah. but people like who you know, in the industry or run small businesses and they just come to talk about their experience as well. So yeah, it's just a, it's it's just been a good, nice chemistry of all of us. Mm, mm. And also, your talks, do you guys sort of plan? Are they pre-planned, or you kind of just switch on the mic both. and just roll? <laughs> a it. mixture of both. Sometimes we, we try and plan things, but yeah. the way we are, like we we do, we do a little bit of planning, but yeah, sometimes you just have to freestyle it. And we have like an ongoing joke. We're we'll like, oh, producer, check that stats. Is that true? And whatnot. Mm, like, mm, mm, mm. And yeah, so it's just, yeah, sometimes it's planned. The topics is planned, but. Yeah, sometimes you get on the mic and you're sort yeah. of cracking jokes, you just forget and just say what's in your mind. No, like, I hear that. And also, 
I'm, I, I mean, you guys have been in the game for a while now. Would you say you've kind of noticed a lot of people jumping on a podcast? I mean, for myself, mm. I've, I've just ju- I've just jumped on fairly recently yeah. myself. So would you kind of say... Take yourself up, man. Yeah, no, no, so no, man. Leave me no, talks, well, yeah. Well, man. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So would you say you've kind of seen a lot of people trying to do this podcast thing as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's good, you know, like everyone has different flavours of what they want to listen to, what they want to take in. And it's good. So... There's always going to be, I always feel there's always going to be a market for you, yeah. no matter what you want to do. Even if it's saturated, people will still want to find mm. something to listen to mm. and they'll be happy to try a new podcast as well. Um, like for me, outside this podcast, I like to listen to a lot of business and startup um, podcasts like Indie Hackers, okay. Tim, um, Tim Ferriss. And um, so, so I like to just like find out if there's any like, um, like those type of podcasts. I like to see them. So I always yeah. feel like people will be like that with other podcasts, isn't it? So... And it's so, I think it's good. Everyone should be heard and everyone should like let this. You don't know what you can take away from as long it. As you, I feel like as long as you're putting that value. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And um, people know it's your work. As long yeah. as you're dedicated, you keep, you're putting work consistently, people find you. What would you say from your experience? What, what do you think sort of distinguish a good podcast to a not so good podcast? Consistency and... Um, yeah, if you see that you're you're not being genuine on the camera or mm, on the I feel like mic, you can kind of tell as well. People can tell, yeah, so you can tell, and yes, yeah, so, so I think that's what separates the good and the bad, I guess. Mm, okay, and then um, so, so your you guys is um, eleven twenty four pod. You guys have like a schedule in terms of your releases, or again, mm. no, we try to play it by the ear. We try, but everyone's got it's, it's a lot of us, and so everyone's got different things, especially at this age where people are trying to find themselves, sort themselves out. So it's very difficult. So we try and we try and get together and mm. try and say, okay, we can, if we can record between Thursday and possibly Saturday, we can release by next Wednesday. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, it depends on, again, Andrew's the only one person that does it and yep. he can be very busy. So, yep. yeah, and just, it's just, so we don't really have a schedule, but once we do try and get things in motion, we try and, Amazing, man. Shout out 1124 again. Shout out my guys, man. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and just to wrap it up, um, so Kunle, so um, usually I ask my, all my guests sort of free mm. advices they would mm-hmm. give the audience out there. It could be related to maybe software development or yeah. just general life advices. Yeah. What free advices would you, would you give the audience? Um, number one, um, be prepared to work hard. Not too hard. You can still work hard and work smart, but be prepared to work, like to put in the hours. And I feel like if you do work hard, no matter what, you will see results. Mm. Your luck will change mm. as well. Oh, cool. um, two, um, stay true to who you are. Why I say that is because it's easy to like build a business that you, that you you think you like, but eventually you'll be like, no, I don't like this, man. This is not me. This is not who I am. You just give up and just fail. And third, it was, what was that? It was, um, stay true to who you are. Work hard. That's the third one I could say. Um, that really resonates with you, or like you wish you knew. Oh, just just be just be open to talking to people. That's mm. definitely I like to talk to people. I like to, especially in the career sense and just network with people. I definitely do that. I understand it's for some people who are introvert. It could be a bit hard. Yeah. But just try and find a way how you can do it. It could be as simple as just sending an email out to people. Um, just go on LinkedIn and just, yeah. just talk to people because you never know what value they can bring to you. Absolutely. And, the perspective of their lives can like be like oh wow so you were so maybe you're not too much difference from me yeah and like it's just so you, it's amazing when you talk to people you see how different things are man and it just opens your mind up to different experiences it's amazing Kunle, thank you so much for no time, worries man. man thanks for having yeah. i actually enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it's oh really no thank cool, you man. man like i said i'm just starting off um trying to trying to put my like you said just put yourself out there That's just it, do man. it 
you know, eventually, you know, the people who resonate with the content will come along. So yeah, Colin, you've dropped a lot of gems. And again, it, my podcast is all about gems. That's it, man. And I feel like you, you, you've done us a great service. I so appreciate that, Thank man. you for your time, man. All good, thank man. You, Kunle, man. Look after yourself, Thank man. you, man. And on that note, guys, that is a wrap for this episode. Um, Kunle's um, social details will be down in the description box below. And also check out the 1124 podcast as well. Their details will be down. And on that note, stay tuned for future videos.